Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you're subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their top five actionable life lessons with you all in hopes to inspire you to take more action in your life and find your true purpose. Today I have such an incredible guest. I'm so excited to bring him into my show to share his wisdom with you all. His name is Doug Bobst and he's an award-winning personal trainer, author, speaker and business owner those credentials and accolades are a result of his own transformation he is a former felon and drug addict sentenced to years in jail due to his poor decisions he chose to use that time locked in a small cell to beat his demons and reinvent himself thanks to a combination of faith family and fitness His experiences and acquired knowledge have allowed him to help others make changes in their lives as well. In this episode, Doug shared his top five life lessons with us all, which has helped him personally grow into the servant leader that he is today. And some of the things he shared were this. Number one, surrounding yourself with good people. Number two, staying grateful for what you do have over what you don't. Number three, staying fit and working out so many mental, physical benefits of moving your body. Number four, positive self-talk, using affirmations and deeper thinking to stay positive. And number five, taking responsibility of your life because the choices that you make today get you to where you're going tomorrow. At the end, he left us with an amazing quote that went like this. Remember how far you've come, not how far you have to go. Without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey, Doug, thank you so much for being with me on the Purposeful Mindset podcast. Bro, I'm super grateful to have you on my show. I remember just literally two weeks before you were on Gary Vee's you know, TV show, I was... I messaged you on Instagram because my friend told me, hey, go and have, you know, go and reach out to Doug and ask him if he can be on your podcast. He's a super cool guy and story is super inspiring. And I reached out to you and then two weeks later, because I didn't get a reply, but two weeks later I saw like um, literally, I was like, isn't that the guy I messaged the other day? I DM'd him, isn't that him? And I was like, oh my God. And then obviously you replied a few days after that and I was so grateful to have you in the show. But Doug, I, I really just want to, give give the show all to you and I really want you to kind of share in the last 12 years of your journey because I know your story is phenomenal and I'll encourage all my listeners and the viewers on YouTube to go and check out his story from from another YouTube video or his website or his podcast but Doug I would love to know what are your like top five life lessons that you think my audience can go take action on straight away because it's, it's obviously has changed your life in some way. Yeah man I just want to also acknowledge and thank you for having me on and you know, you're doing a lot of great work and bringing some amazing people to your audience and to your show. And so I'm, I'm excited to chat with you. And yeah, I mean, there's so many lessons I've learned. I mean, people ask me all the time, like, what are your top lessons? And if I were to think just off the top of my head, in no particular order, I would say the first one that comes to mind is definitely your environment, your inner circle, right? Like, here's the thing, your environment can create a false sense of normalcy based on who you surround yourself with. So for me, I'm in, you know, today I'm in is uh, 12 years of recovery from drugs. And I look at the people I surrounded myself with 12 to 15 years ago, and they were all doing drugs. They were all, you know, getting drunk, getting stoned, getting high, snorting pills, snorting coke, selling drugs, all that, all that sort of thing. So that was normal for me. So I believed what I was doing was normal, that there wasn't anything wrong with that. And I was like, you know, everyone else is doing it. My friends are doing it. The people around me are doing it. 
So I saw no harm in it, right? It's just like the alcoholic that goes to the bar every single day at happy hour and is there from four o'clock at night or four o'clock in the afternoon until the bar closes. And he gets home to his wife and his wife's giving him a hard time and, or her husband, whoever it is, just using the male as an example, because I'm a, I'm a guy and I'm just trying to put myself in that shoes, right? Is, and then when he tells his wife, well, everyone else is doing it because everyone, he's right. Everyone else is doing it there. They're all alcoholics hanging out at bars for 10 hours a day, five days a week. So that becomes your, your sense of normalcy. And that gets ingrained into you that that's all you know. You don't know any different until you get out of that environment. So it wasn't until I got out of my the environment of doing and selling drugs constantly and started surrounding myself with people that were more focused on health, making a difference in people's lives, personal growth, being positive, you know, keeping themselves in check, holding, and all, the, all those sort of things that I realized, wow, my view of who... Um, who I become became so jaded based on the people I was surrounding myself with, right? And I also I will always say, uh, your your environment is either going to push you further to your future, or it's going to push you back into your past. You have a choice in that, right? Like yeah. you want to make sure that you're hanging around people that have common futures with you and not common past. Because one of the biggest things people get caught up in was oh, oh like Johnny or Sue, Sally, whoever it is. You know, we went to grade school together. We had all these memories together. Those memories will, are still there and will always be there. But it's not to say that you need to be loyal to them for the rest of your life because they're not growing with you, right? Just remember, yeah. people have the opportunity if they want to grow with you, mm-hmm. right? Most won't, but just know it's up to you to to leave that environment to find something different, right? So that's number one is inner circle. I would say number two is gratitude, and I, I don't mean that in just posting memes or saying, Oh, I'm so grateful today. I mean, really believing in it. Yeah. And because when you're in, when you're caught up in the shit, you're caught up in the dirt, you're caught up in tough times. What happens is we put so much focus on what we don't have at that moment, right? Maybe it's the money we haven't made. Maybe it's the relationship that we don't have yet. Maybe it's the level of fitness the house, the car, I can go on and on, right? Of all the things we don't have, especially if you're looking at right now, as we're recording this, we're in the midst of arguably the toughest time that you and I have ever faced in the world. We've never had anything like this. There's probably people that are around that went through the great depression or world war two, different, you know, major wars where there was a lot of stress, chaos across the world. But I'm talking like most people, this is probably the hardest moment they've gone through. And there's a lot of things they can't do, right? We're pretty much, in a way, shackled in prison in in some sense, right? Like I've been incarcerated for drugs years ago, so I get what the physical prison was like. But there's a lot of people right now that are in such mental prison, and they're realizing that because of the, the lockdown and us not being able to go to certain restaurants at certain times, not being able to travel out of the country, uh, not being able to do certain things, see certain people, got to get tested here, waiting on a vaccine. We got politics, we got this. And there's so many things we we don't have and there's so much uncertainty. And, and it keeps us in, in uncertainty and fear and isolation. All these things keep us in mental prison, right? Yeah. So gratitude comes in because it shifts your perspective and your mindset on focusing on what you do have in your life, mm-hmm. right? So most people, I will say, that are in this time right now, they probably have their health. 
right? They haven't died from COVID yet. They're not facing terminal cancer, I would hope. Uh, they have their limbs. They have a roof over their head. If they're listening to podcasts, they have a smartphone, right? Yep. If they are listening to podcasts, odds are they're able to afford their cell phone plan, their plans. So there's money coming in to some extent. Uh, they have the ability to talk and listen to whatever they want. So I'm just pointing out simple things. Maybe they have friends that turn them on a podcast. Like those are positive things that we do have in our life that we can focus on that if we go all in on that hand, if we're looking at, if we're playing like a deck of like a hand in poker and we're looking at one hand we have, we're envisioning us winning, having a winning hand and we're playing we're looking at all those cards that are winning in our life, whether it's the people that you have, whether your ability to listen to a podcast, uh, the fact that you have all your limbs, your health, that sort of thing. You put your energy in that and, ha- and confidence, you'll start to have faith like, wow, like I do have some good things in my life. Things aren't that bad, right, right now. But if you look at the other hand, and the other hand is, okay, I can't go where I want. There's so much fear. There's uncertainty. I don't know who's going to be president. Uh, I don't know where I'm going. I can't get my hair done. I can't go to the gym. You'd be pretty pissed off, right? Rightfully so if you're focusing all that on all that negative stuff. So you have a choice in where you're going to put your focus. And so staying grateful for the things that you do have in your life versus the things you don't have in your life is a surefire way to shift your perspective, right? And I know for me, early on in my transformation, when I barely had you know weeks or days or months or whatever it was of sobriety or recovery at the time, I had to hang my hat on that I had that going for me, that at least I have gotten through a few weeks, few months that I had never done before. And I was grateful for that. Instead of looking at the fact that I had such an uphill climb, as far as me facing probation and backing up years in jail when I was first arrested or the money I owed or whatever it was, putting your, your, uh, your head into that space will save you because you'll start to change how you see things as you go throughout your day. You'll start to pay attention more to the little things. You'll start to hold doors open for people. You won't be as pissed off. Somebody cuts you off. Uh, You won't, if you're a few minutes late, you know, heaven forbid, because of traffic, you won't get so stirred up because you're so, your, your mindset is so focused on gratitude and being grateful. That's where automatically you'll start to flow there. Even other areas of your life. So gratitude, right? Number three is a hundred percent fitness. And, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to get into all the benefits of working out. It's funny. Everyone knows they should exercise. It's just a matter of doing it. (laughs) But fitness is a catalyst for so many other areas in your life. Fitness teaches you to get comfortable being uncomfortable. I'm not even going to talk about the physical benefits. I'm not going to talk about how it lowers your blood pressure, how it raises your good cholesterol, lowers your risk for diabetes. We know all that. I'm going to talk in real time the other areas that it improves that are, I think, more important than the physical benefits. Your ability to get comfortable being uncomfortable, your ability to stick to something, even though when you don't want to do it, when it's hard and it sucks sometimes to get up an hour early, it sucks sometimes to do those extra reps. It sucks to get in front of a bunch of people you don't know and do an exercise where you might not be as good as them, or you might be the, the weakest one in the room. That sucks. Mm-hmm. But what also sucks is not putting your health first, not exercising and looking back four, five, six, seven years from now, I mean, like, God, man, my joints are achy. I've gained a bunch of weight. My doctor's telling me I'm at risk for diabetes. Um, people are not taking me as seriously at work because I'm not taking care of myself. Like, that sucks too. Yep. 
So you really have to focus on like, what do you want? Right. And here's another thing. There's four areas of, of health, right? There's your emotional health. There's your mental health. There's your spiritual health. Right. And there's your physical health. You can be spiritually healthy. You can believe in God or whatever you call it, whatever works for you. Uh, you can uh, practice gratitude. You can be mentally healthy. You can still have a good mind on you uh, to where, you know, you're having goals, you're oriented, you're staying focused on what you're doing at work, everything. And emotionally, you can be healthy. You could be in therapy. You could be practicing your reactions. You could managing your anxiety and depression, everything else with, meditation or medication, whatever is working for you, but that won't make you physically healthy, right? You can do all that and still not be physically healthy. You can do all that and still not be able to do a push-up. You can do all that and still not be able to run a mile. You can do all that and still not be able to walk up and down steps. But here's the thing. When you're physically healthy, man, does it elevate those other three areas of your, of your health, Definitely. right? Yeah, so, so move your body. doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't, and with that, just get, get going. It doesn't matter if it's two hours in the gym. It doesn't matter if it's boot camp. It doesn't matter if it's yoga, push ups in your room, going for a walk 15, 20 minutes a day. Just start with where you're at. Like the most important routine you'll stick with when it comes to your fitness is the one you, that you're going to be consistent to and that you enjoy. Exactly. Right. So stop focusing on what the next Instagram person is doing or your neighbor or your friends and do what in your heart and soul you know you can stick to consistently. And once you get to a spot fitness wise, you want to try other things, maybe you want to join some groups and that sort of thing, do that. But when you're first getting started, you know, if you want to go work out with your friends, I'm not, I'm not against that, but just make sure you're doing it because you actually want to be doing what they're doing, not because you're just trying to join a cool crowd, right? Mm -hmm. Because that becomes a habit, right? When you start doing things for the wrong reasons and joining to do to join a crowd and fit in, it's like, well, what other crowds are you going to fit in to do? To, mm -hmm. Are you going to fit into this group because they're doing drugs and you want to join that too? Is it, you want to then get in the, the crowd of people who are constantly complaining and being pessimistic. You might not align with that. It's not true to who you are, but it seems like everybody else is doing it. So the point is make sure when you're doing anything, I don't care if it's your workouts, I don't care if it's personal development, what you're reading, that you're doing it for the right reasons. So gratitude or inner circle, gratitude, uh, fitness. And I think the way you talk to yourself is extremely important too. Mm. And here's here's what there's a thing that gets going on it's almost like this toxic positivity everybody be positive here's the thing not everything in your life is going to be positive right like having to lose 100 pounds is not positive right you should not feel good about yourself when you're 100 pounds overweight i mean i don't right you should not feel good about yourself if uh you've just you know done something in a relationship that's god awful and that you need to repair that or you should not feel good about yourself if you've gotten yourself in a really bad place of addiction. But you have to be positive about that situation in itself and the way you think about being able to achieve it to get through it, yeah. right? If you're telling yourself that you're not going to be able to get through the addiction, you won't get through the addiction. If you're telling yourself that you're not going to be able to repair this relationship, you're not going to be able to repair the relationship. If you're telling yourself you're not going to be able to lose the weight, you're not going to be able to lose the weight. So the way you talk to yourself about things is everything. Definitely. And a few things are that come to mind for me that, that have helped me are things like affirmations, things like, you know, really like writing down, not just, not just I, I am handsome. Like, why am I handsome? <laughs> and not just I am smart. Why am I smart? Put some detail behind it. Put some, get like, deeper, yeah. you get deep on it, get some depth into what you're saying. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And because here's the thing, our view of ourselves has become so hijacked and can be hijacked through the years based on what others are telling us. And we start to believe the lies of what other people tell us and what would ourselves tell us. So if you're constantly telling ourselves, you're a liar, you're a piece of crap, you're never going to make it, you're never going to amount to anything, um, you're a piece of junk, um, you know, I can go on and on. You're going to believe that, especially if you are, you're told that and are telling yourself that for years and years and years. And if you can change that internal dialogue and just start, you know, kind of swinging the pendulum the other way to be more positive, you'll start to really believe differently about yourself. And I had to do that too. When I was in jail, I was constantly telling myself, I'm a piece of shit. I'm a fat ass. I'm a drug addict. And if I continue to say those words to me over and over again, I mean, even though like prior to that, that was all that I was told about myself, either by friends, family, myself, if I continued to think like that, I wouldn't have made it. So I had to really change the, with my internal dialogue of the way I talk to myself. And like I said, there's a few ways to do it. Affirmations is one. I mean, some people believe in like and writing down post-it notes and putting it on their mirror. Uh, others just do it internally. And every time they have a negative thought, it's like, boom, say something you're grateful for, say something positive. So that internal dialogue is key because remember, every decision or choice we make is predicated with a thought, right? So we have to make a thought, like I'm going to brush my teeth. You go brush your teeth. I'm going to go walk my dog. The thought comes first, right? Yeah, every time. So the same thing comes with the way you talk about yourself. And remember that your, your thought, it all starts with thought. And thoughts become your words, and your words become your actions, and then your actions will develop to who you are as a person. So it all starts with how you talk to yourself. So that's number four. And, you know, number five, I mean, there's so there's a couple that I'm leaning on, but I think the, the biggest lesson is you, you got to take responsibility for yourself mm. and know that your life, where you are today is a summary of every single choice or decision you've made in response to your circumstances. Whether you like it or not, it's a tough pill to swallow for some people. There's been a lot of people that have been dealt some really shitty circumstances. There's been a lot of people that I wouldn't, I would never, ever want to trade places with ever based on their situation right now. But what I do know is this, that you have a choice in that circumstance, how you're going to respond. The only way to make it out of that circumstance and create something positive is to respond in a positive way. Yeah. It's the only choice you have. If you respond negatively, that golf ball size problem, that baseball size problem, whatever it is, becomes this massive boulder in your life yeah. because of how you responded to it. So you hear a lot of people say, I chose to use drugs and alcohol because of my situation with my family. I chose to use drugs and alcohol because I was being bullied. I chose to use drugs and alcohol because I didn't have uh, security with myself because I wasn't a good athlete. And you know why I know that? Because I used to say those things. Mm. And I responded by turning to drugs, turning to selling drugs, lying, manipulating people. And that, all that did was get me in a much worse situation. And I got incarcerated because I wasn't taking responsibility for my choices. Because the, the, we, we all want people to come in and fix us. That's, that's the thing. It's like, I want money from the government. I want my family to help me out. I want this for free. Everybody wants a free lunch, right? Yeah. But what you have to realize is 
nothing free lunch doesn't really taste too good. It's pretty shitty sometimes. Right. You ever go to, you know, some of these places that have, you know, these grocery stores when I was a kid and they'd have these samples that were free. They give you just a taste. You don't get, it's not very fulfilling, right? No, no. But when you actually work hard and you save money and you're like, man, I want to go enjoy a nice meal out of my own because I work my ass off for it. How much better does that meal taste? And it's the same thing with life. It's when you work your butt off to take a horrible situation, again, horrible, you're a survivor and take it and create something positive out of it. The fulfillment and significance and the like success internally that you feel as a result of that is undeniable, irreplaceable and something that can never be taken from you ever. And the people that did make it in life that were dealt shitty hands, they all had a choice and they all took action and they did it themselves. Not one person was like, yeah, I'm in a much better place because the government came and saved me or my parents saved me. No one. Yeah. True. They're all in it because if it was going to happen, it was up to them. So that would be my last one is to take personal account- accountability and responsibility for your actions. And just because you're in a, in a crappy situation or circumstance doesn't give you an excuse to just to, to act out in a way that makes your situation worse. Right. Because when you lose the, the victim mentality and you stop saying, woe is me and stop feeling sorry for yourself. And you're like, okay, I'm feeling sorry for myself for a moment. You're like, you're allowed to, when something happens, you can feel sorry for yourself for a minute, for an hour, maybe yeah. even a day, if it's something really bad. Right. The problem is so many people end up feeling sorry for themselves for weeks, yeah. months and years. Up too much. Yeah. And they're, bl- and they're, they're blaming their situation when they're 50 on something that happened when they were 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you just have to know that, you have to take control of your situation and say, you know what? This sucks right now. I feel really bad for what's going on, but what am I going to do about it? Am I going to sit and sulk and act like a freaking wuss for the rest, the rest of my life because somebody did me wrong? Or am I going to show everybody how strong I am? Show my, show everybody how dedicated the strength I have. And I'm going to turn this negative into a positive. So that, that would be, I guess, my top five lessons. I love that. So powerful. And I just sit, sit in here listening and I'm just thinking to myself, I relate to every single one of them and every example that you shared it, 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 instantly in my mind came up with like a memory or like a thought. Like when you said fitness, I was like, yeah, I remember when I couldn't do five push-ups, And now people see my Monday motivation, like fitness video. And they're like, how the hell are you doing? Like, are you jumping in, this, in the air and doing a triple clap 360 push-up? <laughs> I'm like, you, I wish, I wish you could have saw me for, you know, four, yeah, four years ago when I couldn't even do five normal push-ups. You're seeing the fancy stuff now, but I, like, I, it just took consistent action. And I built that habit into my mind when I was like, fitness is one of the, I believe is uh, just moving your body is one of the most important things that pretty much leads to all the things that you talk, you, you literally spoke about. And I think gratitude is something that for me personally is number one. Like for me, every time I tell, I meet anyone, I always tell them, just be grateful. Like, I know your life sucks. I know you're going through hard times. I know things may be difficult. I know because I've been through so many crappy stuff in my, in my life too. But uh, one of my mentors once taught me this little story about, imagine you took everybody's challenge and obstacle in the world and you put it into a large pot and you, and, and you also put your own challenges and 
obstacles in that pot. And then you were told to take out a challenge from that pot and you put your hands in and you take a challenge out, you read it and you're like, holy crap, I'd rather just have my own challenge back because someone in the world out there has it 10 times worse than you, right? Someone else out there always has it 10 times worse than whatever it is that you're going through now. So I think your life lessons are going to definitely help a lot of people. Just before I ask you one of my last questions, Doug, I want to... Here's the thing I'll add on to that. It's like, all right, do you want to... It's like, would you, if blindly, knowing that if you could trade your situation now and it's like playing the lottery and you get one chance, that's it, one chance, and you hit a button and you will automatically be um, switched with somebody else's circumstances... Do you want to take that risk? I mean, there's a chance that you could be a lot better off. You can be yeah. worth billions of dollars of a great family, all these cars, but, but there's also a chance you could be dead broke, <laughs> heavily addicted to drugs, sleeping in your car, having the, the government after you for taxes. Uh, you just maybe committed some, you know, heinous crimes. Like that could be an option too. Mm-hmm. And it really puts things into perspective, right? Because I think a lot of times we think in our moment, the biggest thing I think that we struggle with when we go through times of, of adversity is that we feel like we're alone, right? Yeah. We feel that yeah. we're the only one who has problems. And that's why I think even in the recovery community, I never went to AA or NA for my recovery, but that's why they're so powerful because it allows somebody else to raise their hand and say, you know what, me too. Hmm. I'm going through that. Your I've been there, right? You said, right? What's that? It comes back to what you first shared. Like yeah, exactly. The, community. the power of vulnerability and being open. And again, it comes back to, your, to who you surround yourself with. And when you're surrounding yourself with the right people, they're going to have empathy and embrace what you're going through. And they're also going to challenge you a little bit. Yeah. They're going to say things you might not want to hear, but need to hear during those times. 100%. Yeah, I love it. So true. Because I think that's when, when we have those people around us, I think you're, you, you hit the nail on the head because most people, especially right now, they just feel alone. They're like, yeah. I'm, I'm in this, I'm the only one going through this right now. I'm the only one who has anxiety and depression. No one has it worse than me. I have the biggest mental health challenge, but there's someone in the world that has no food. Like you still have food. Someone in the world yeah. has food. They're having bread from the streets, from some, some war, war, uh, war-like country right now. And you have like a roof under your head. You have food, shower, water, everything. So it comes back to gratitude and, and perspective. You said perspective. And I think perspective genuinely is the key to find, to just put yourself in, situ- in other people's shoes and just be like, wow, like I actually do have a lot more than other people out there. So Yeah, I mean, and it's tough, especially now with social media and everything. We're constantly like, on our phones being like, okay, this per- person get more likes, they have more followers, what kind of car do they drive? Uh, what kind of things are they doing? What kind of people are they with? It's easy to fall into the comparison trap easier than ever before. Yeah. So that's why it's even more important to have all these tools in your belt to navigate through all that. That's why it's important to have people that are elevating you in your life so that you can keep your mind like focused and positive. It's why it's important to remain grateful, have a good workout routine, everything that makes you feel better about yourself. So that when you are scrolling through social media or you're out and about, you, you are so in tune with who you actually are as a person and feeling good about that person inside of you, that that kind of stuff doesn't bother you as much anymore. It's because you just don't care about people's opinions no more. As yeah, soon as you get to that really level, don't. that's it. Like, yeah. that's pretty much what happened to me over six years ago. I used to be super shy, couldn't speak to a woman. All I did was play Call of Duty, went to the job in the bank, came home, and that was my life. Yeah. And the day I literally asked myself, Sadiq, 
why are you giving a crap about what people think about you? Just forget it. Like, right, right. get what they're saying about you. Forget the, the the names they're calling you. Forget them saying that you can't speak to women. Forget them saying you suck at this and that. I was an average grade student and everyone used to just be like, even my own pet. The hardest thing, dog, is your own parents, right? Like when your own siblings or your parents also don't believe in you, also say that you're never going to make it big. That for me was the biggest negative motivation. I was like, I'm going to freaking prove all of you wrong. I'm going to go do massive things in the world, change the world. And I'm going to come and show you, look what I did. And for me, it was that negative motivation, man. It just pushes me even now. Like it just drives me every day. People say, Sadiq, why are you always so pumped up and positive? And like every day you're like that. I'm like, I know my dream. I know why I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm laser focused on what I want to do and how I want to change the world that I don't care about anyone's opinion. Uh, just I think do we it. all need enemies in our life, I think, to help us at times. Not in a negative way. Not if you just constantly are looking at how – if you're looking at it in the sense that, man, these people were so bad to me. I can't believe they said this to me. And you're constantly focusing on that. And you're like sitting on your couch eating ice cream every night and drinking beer because you're thinking about that. That's one thing. You don't want to be doing that. But if you're using it in the back of your mind, you're like, man, this person doubted me. I'm going to show them. I'm going to turn that negative energy into something positive. Or maybe the enemy is yourself, like the old you. You're like, you know what? Like that person, I can't believe I was acting like this a month ago, two months ago, two days ago. I'm going to live my life so I never have to feel that way again. That's actually what fueled me at the beginning of my transformation when I stopped eating poorly and I stopped making bad uh, food choices was I didn't want to be that person anymore that entered jail. I didn't want to be the fat kid. I didn't want to be the kid who was insecure. I didn't want to be the kid who was addicted to drugs. So whatever choices I made, I was like, all right, well, would old Doug do this or would new Doug do this? And that's where the game changes. And then you get you start to get some equity in your confidence bank. You start to get some equity in the way you feel about yourself. You start to get some equity in your health because now you're making so many different choices across the board that are so polar opposite of that old you, the person you're trying to transform, you feel good about yourself and you're confident now and where your life's going. Because let's face it, like at the beginning of, the of your transformation, I don't care if it's from drugs. I don't care if you're trying to lose a bunch of weight. I don't care if you're the person that gets fired job after job or can't keep a relationship. It's hard at first because mm. your confidence is shit because you're like, wow, like I haven't been able to make it this far. So what's to say I'm going to make it going forward? Mm -hmm. And when you start making different choices that are aligned with that different version of you, because that old you has become such an adversary in your life that you hate it. You resent that person so much that every choice you make now is, is polar opposite of that old you. And then you start to get some time under your belt with that new version of you, like game over. Mm -hmm. Now your mindset's completely shifted and you're becoming a whole new person. And frankly, you end up getting somebody else's memories inside of you. And that's when I really believe that transformation happens is when you get to a point where you don't recognize that old person, you feel like you have somebody else's memories inside of you. Mm -hmm. So true. So, yeah. Powerful, man. Love that. I love that. Like, honestly, I think some of the things that you shared in this episode is, is, is going to be super valuable for everyone watching and listening. But I want to ask you one last thing that I ask all my guests at the end of my show that you usually don't like, they get a, it gets a little bit deeper for you to think about, but possibly not because you do a lot of speaking, so you might have this at the top of your head. But I want you to imagine that you're, you're, at, you're, you've just, you're, at, you're at a keynote to like 90,000 people in the crowd, all watching you. You just inspired the crap out of all of them, your story, your journey, everything. And I want you to imagine you're on the stage and right towards the last 20 seconds, you see the countdown at the back and you've been told, like you, like you see the countdown and you know that your time is up. 
What's the last sentence that you leave all those people with in the crowd before you you leave that stage? Well, my last sentence, I mean, last it's, sentence. it's remember how far you've come and how far you have to go. I think so many people get caught up on everything they haven't achieved in life and all the things they have done, they haven't done it. They forget how far they have come. So maybe they haven't done the 50 push-ups, but they've done 10 more than they did two months ago. Maybe they haven't lost the hundred pounds, but they've lost 20 more than they had, you know, two, three months ago. Maybe they haven't, you know, found the, the girl, their dreams or whatever yet, but they've asked two random girls out in the last six months. They never would have. So like focusing on what, on how far they've come and how far they have to go. Right. Mm-hmm. And then if it was like my last three, like bulletproof. So, I mean, I would say that. And then I would say, you know, you can do it. Don't give up on yourself. I'm living proof. Like, I mean, to me, after me sharing my story at a keynote and knowing like everything that I went through to getting to where I am now, if I, I got literally like, if, if I can get out of being that guy who was rotting away in a jail cell, detoxing cold turkey off Oxycontin as a convicted felon, 50 pounds overweight, no self-confidence, no self-esteem, 20 jobs at the age of 21, uh, in debt like crazy, strained relationships with my family, no college degree to get to where I am now. Anyone can do it. So true. I love it. I love it, Doug. Super powerful, man. I really, really appreciate your time, man. I'm really super grateful for everything that you shared. Make sure everybody goes and connects with Doug. Doug, where can they go and reach out to you if they, if they want to come and speak to you about something, ask you a question, reach out, get connected yeah. with you. What's the best platform that you live on? I'll be sharing all the links on the YouTube and all the podcast platforms anyway, but just so you can tell them all, how can they reach out or come, come to you for some support? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, most easily accessible, I would say on Instagram at Doug Bobst. And then uh, the pod, my podcast is the adversity advantage where I provide a lot of free content and value there as well. And then Doug has all my products, whether it's books or uh, speaking information or want to connect with me further, learn more about my story. Uh, there's, there's tons of information there about that too. Yeah, for sure. And guys, make sure you do go and check out his his web because I'll link everything below. But I would love for you guys to go and check out the his website, which I'm going to put below, so you can go check out his books. Because come on, if someone like him has gone through that much in his life and he's living proof of what like what he's doing today, when you go and actually figure out his story, because he didn't share it on the podcast, but when you go back and you look into his story and you see, holy crap, Sadiq had this guy for 30 minutes on his podcast, but his story is way deeper than that. Wow. So I would have loved to have chat way longer with you, Doug, but. I really wanted to get just all the juice out of you and share the value with my, with my audience and then get them to go and connect with you, reach out. Um, but man, I'm super grateful for, for your time and for everything that you're doing. Keep it up. And if I can ever be of service to you in any way, please let me know as well. I, will, I would gladly help as, as, as much as I can. Um, but keep in touch and I hope I can, uh, I can further assist you in things that you're up and coming in the, in the future as well, man. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it being on and look forward to staying connected. Awesome, man. Take care of yourself and I'll speak to you soon. All right. If you're still listening, I just want to say a massive thank you from the bottom of my heart. It truly means a lot that you're taking time out of your busy life to invest in yourself, to learn something new. And now, as a mentor of mine once taught me, teach it to others. Whichever platform you use, share whatever you've learned today with someone else out there in the world because we all need to spread more growth mindset related content out there for people to learn and change their lives too. 
If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, let others know that there are guests on here who are sharing wisdom that's going to change their life. And I hope to see you on the next episode. Take care.